What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one-armed madman. And from the badlands of Southern Montana, it looks like he's drinking water tonight. I don't know what's going on. It's Nolan 5150. Hey. What's up, yeah, dude? Yeah, man. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's January 3rd, right? Oh, are we in New Year's resolution territory? Uh, yes, 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 we are. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I've you, never you are been looking, a... <laughs> You're looking at a, a participant of uh, dry January. Ooh, that sounds terrible. I mean, you know, first reaction, yeah, sounds terrible, but at the same time, you know, you got you got to put your put your vices in check from time to time. So, oh, I yeah. think I I think One it's a... I think it's 100% think it's a good thing for me. Yeah. Well, Cuz you know I, I love I love my silver bullets. You can't go wrong. You know what's funny is like <laughs> it's been long enough with with Bud Light where like you know like Beer drinkers, you're not going to fucking just give up Bud Light if you've been drinking Bud Light every day for 30 years. So now you can see, like, people who are Bud Light guys are finally starting to sneak them back in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I Luckily for me, I was never a Bud Light guy anyways. I fucking got alcohol poisoning one time on Budweiser, and I can't stand the taste of that crap. So oh, damn. C-minus all day. There's, <laughs> uh, there's some big news today. Breaking news. I don't have a button for breaking news, but... Uh, the Epstein client list, or not the client list, but some, you know, yeah, infos yeah, come out. I mean, and, yeah, you clients, know. you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Bill Clinton may or may not have been mentioned a couple of times. And, of course, I, you know, Tim Poole was just on, and he was saying all kinds of crazy things, like Bill Clinton likes him young. You know, I guess, supposedly, some guy said that in these supposed Epstein books. So, you know, we can't really trust. And Tim Pool got taken off of YouTube about a half an hour into his show. It was just gone. So obviously he was wrong because, you know, YouTube being being so <laughs> yeah. so great they, and they gracious, they were like, hey, look, man, we're, we're watching and, and we know that you, you've got these crazy theories, but we're going to have to step in and, and protect everyone from this insanity that clearly is unfounded and not true. You know, uh -huh. there's Bill Clinton absolutely has never been accused of rape credibly multiple multiple times. It's never happened. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, YouTube is uh, is the uh, court of uh, justice, right? They fact yeah. check. They they YouTube knows who has been to Epstein's island, and they know that Bill Clinton never was. They've got the files. <laughs> and we don't need to see the files. All they, all that we need is for them Trust. to pick through the shows that are covering it correctly and use their algorithm to boost those shows instead of stupid shows like Tim Pool or you know Patrick Bette or Joe Rogan. <laughs> what a moron! You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think they'll get it right, and 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 Bill Clinton's great name will not be besmirched for all of time. <laughs> Again. Never. Well, anyways, <laughs> there's not there. There really isn't a ton of information out on this yet. It's a lot of documents, and as soon as the documents came out, the site that is hosting the documents crashed. <laughs> so you can't yeah, even go into the sense. site right now because yeah. so many people are in it. Like, I, I guess Tim Pool, when he got kicked off of YouTube, he put the show on his website live feed. That crashed right away. So you know, I, I just it's, I just got it's, done reading. It has nothing. I don't think it has anything to do with people being interested in this. I think it's just bad weather. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's got to be bad weather. I mean, it's like rain, snow, drizzle here right now. And I it? can what imagine is? that is hell on, you know, government servers. It, it, yeah, you know. there must there there must not be a lot of Jewish names on that list because we all know they control the weather, right? I bet the NSA can't even operate right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got done reading um, uh, a little thing from uh, that DC Drano posted. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was talking about, uh, is it Prince Henry? Charles. Harry? Which, Chuck. Which one is it? Chuck. Charles? Charles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, just, I was just reading a thing about him and, uh, and the list stuff and... 
Well, see, this is where this one gets sketchy because the wit, you know, the witness or the, you know, person who was Jane Doe number three. I guess, yeah, whatever. You know, this girl had a great night. You know, he probably bought her a nice bottle of wine and they had a nice evening and maybe she gave him a massage. She says that he was a sweaty pig and sweat all over her. But Charles says that he has a medical, uh, you know, issue where he can't sweat. So obviously that one's true, not true. Debunked. <laughs> what right? the fuck? Wouldn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure if you cannot sweat, you, you it's like, don't you die? I, I Maybe. I don't know. Like, maybe he's a lizard. He's actually Ooh, like a lizard oh, person, shit. so he's cold-blooded. Oh, shit. Yeah. But that's yeah, okay. okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they've been here for a long time. They're at this point. They're I I would say that they're probably marginalized. You know, there's a whole lot more humans than there are lizard people. So, based on the rules of marginalization, their voices need to be elevated. So, therefore, he actually not only should be the king, but deserves and should be like because of equity and all that jazz, king. Yeah. It was his dad. Um, gosh, I, I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking. Maybe we're, we're mixing and matching royalty here. They're all fucking. You know, they're all inbred anyway. So, what's it really matter? But the 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 dad. <laughs> one of his famous quotes is, "When I die, I want to turn into a bacteria and kill ninety nine point nine percent of humans." Wow, what a, you know, what a scholar and a saint. <laughs> <laughs> All he wants to do is save the planet, and he, people are giving uh, him shit. He's a, a humanitarian through and through, and an environmentalist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyways, enough of that. <laughs> I got some fun videos for this week. I, I I've been I've been working on you for how long have I been telling you to buy Bitcoin now? A year or two? Uh, yeah. At least two, at least probably I, more than two. But and I think we finally are, are making some headway. And and uh, there's rumors that you may have purchased a Bitcoin device. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rumors oh are true. Goodness. I have okay. penetrated. I have penetrated the Bitcoin orifice. <laughs> the, the the or maybe not even penetration yet. I have become fully aroused. <laughs> 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 so I, I was telling my buddy TJ, because when you become a Bitcoiner, it's not just, you know, dollar go up. That's great. That's that's awesome. Yeah. But you, you become an evangelist and you have to mm -hmm. evangelize and you have to really fucking hammer the shit out of your friends and family because you don't want to see them poor. <laughs> so I, I was telling my buddy TJ, I was like, I, I think at this point, like he believes me. Like, I don't think he really understands Bitcoin all that much. And, and maybe the system is, you know, we're, we're getting pieces. But I think he believes me. So the job yeah. today is is going to be to to kind of see why why Bitcoin is so fucking important. Because it's, it's, it's a bloodbath out there, folks. It's a fucking bloodbath. All right. Let me uh, let me start my my screen. I'm a little worried about my iPad today, but I think we're going to be OK. All right, we did one of these videos a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I love these videos because they're so telling of like what life is like outside of your immediate area, right? So uh, yeah. here's just some normal mid twenties woman living in some city in somewhere in the United States. Anyone else feel like they're absolutely fucking drowning financially as a single twenty nine year old woman? Twenty nine. I just, I have three jobs and I'm still fucking struggling and I'm just getting myself farther and farther into credit card debt because I don't have enough after the first of the month to avoid using it. It just isn't working. Full-time job. Not doing it. Got a second job. It's, it's barely doing it. The third job. <laughs> Hit or miss. If I even get paid on time. <laughs> I 
I feel like I'm drowning and I don't know I don't know what to do I don't know if any industry is doing well right now I used to be a server I used to have all this cash every night whenever I would work walk out with cash and I don't have that anymore and I don't even know if they're doing okay (laughs) right now (laughs) like I have seriously considered quitting my full-time good job and starting to go back to serving because I, at least I can have my joke. I can just like, use <laughs> use my personality and try to get more money than minimum wage or. Okay, I cut that one early. I'll I'll tell you a job where you can use your personality <laughs> and they pay on the first of every month. Only fans, and, but you know, and this chick's hot. If you're, if you're just listening right now, I like and subscribe. Absolutely. But you know that that, that was going to be my question uh at the at the end of her video does she give her link to her like fucking Venmo and her OnlyFans? Dude, that would have been or? so sick. I, I like I said, like and subscribe. I'm fucking yeah. there. But dude, you know, this sucks. Like this this woman is the design. Like this is not a a, a function like a, an accident. This is a function of our society. She has, not only is she drowning, she's probably drowning in student debt. She's got a nice car, I would imagine, that she's paying too much for. If she's living in New York City. Her skin looks great. She probably goes to the spa. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) going to the hairdresser every day. Like, she's an eight or a nine. We're not messing around here. She should be making money, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, and no, just no idea. Look, I did everything that they told me to do. I went to college. I got the part-time job while I was in college to, to make it through. Now I'm out. I've got this massive debt. My job doesn't pay me shit because there are, are people here who can do it better than me with no college experience. They straight into the job out of high school or out of a different job and they're killing it. And they don't have a hundred grand that they have to pay off. You know, if you're yeah. living in New York City, a parking spot in New York City is more than my mortgage. That's not a joke. A parking spot. If you just live in an apartment and you have a car and you want to park out on the street, $1,500 a month last time I, I remember looking at it. I'm, I'm sure it's more now. That's insane. I lived in San Francisco. The last year I lived in San Francisco, I made like $140,000 bartending, which means like if you made $140,000 in your shop, you're given, you know, 60 80 grand to the government. I was only giving about 25 to the government. So (laughs) taking home a lot of money and just sharing a house with five other people and my ex-wife. And like my, my rent was like $1,200 a month. That's my mortgage is only $173 more than that a month, 273 more than that a month. You know, they're, People are just getting destroyed by this system. And the problem is, is you're punished for saving. If you're good like this, like this chick, let's say that she did everything right. She went, she got a job waitressing while she was in college, saved all of her money. You know, I'm going to save all my money. I'm not going to go out and party at the bars. I'm not going to go to the hairdresser and and get skincare and manicures, mani-pedi hour. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going to be tight. You're punished for that. Yeah. Because your dollars just <clears throat> fucking degrade right underneath your nose. You sit, you just sit these dollars in an account and think that this is what you're supposed to do because that's what you've been trained to do. Yeah. And you do everything right and you're just fucking drowning. Your job now compared to somebody working it in the 70s, completely different. Somebody yeah. ahead, a a you know, a top mechanic at, at Harley Davidson is going to be a top to mid-level middle-income earner back in the 70s. Now, dude, you're looking at your salary and going, how the fuck am I ever going to buy a house? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I know this because yeah. everybody's doing it. Like, you mm-hmm. just go, like, and what else could you do? At this point in your life, you don't have a ton of skills. And uh, the saving fans. thing just... I, yeah, I'm, I'm seriously fans. thinking about starting an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you could probably, you know, 
I was telling my buddy this the other day. My life would be a whole lot easier if I was gay. I've got no teeth. I've had two hemorrhoids removed, and I'm pretty sure there's a market for shoving this up somewhere. Fuck yeah, there is. My life would be a whole lot easier. My only fans would be would it, would it be easy rocking. though? Would it be easy though? Well, it, you know, I, I, depends. <laughs> Catching wouldn't be as easy. It's just, but let's just say my love life would be a whole lot spicier if I was gay. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I literally just had this conversation with my girlfriend uh, the other day. We were talking about, uh, you know, I was telling her about uh, some Bitcoin stuff and talking about, you know, how I'm trying to actually put some money into, you know, getting yeah. getting the gear that I need to actually uh, get going on it and investing some money. And um, and that's that's exactly what she said. She was like, well, what would you think about starting an OnlyFans? And she, she was like, well, I'll take the pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, chicks make money without their faces at this point. So, you know, you could always yeah. throw that throw that that idea into the ring <laughs> I, fuck at this point uh, yeah I, i'd give it a shot <laughs> and this is fucked man like you guys are in your 30s you're at the point where y- you need to, to move on and do something else but it's like what do i do throw money away at rent every month and get nothing for it in return yeah. yep do i i save my dollars and just watch them dwindle and watch my purchasing power shrink every fucking year or do I go do something illegal? And like that, right. these are the options for people right now. And that's, it's a fucked up place to be in. Like I was in that chick's position when I moved back from Southern California, when I moved back up North, I had a good job in Southern California. I was doing well. I moved back home 2007, 2008 hit and holy shit. Restaurants are fucked. Construction's fucked. Everything is fucked. Gas was $5 a gallon at that time. So to drive from Cloverdale to Santa Rosa to work at a restaurant and make $60 in a day and spend 40 yeah. of it on gas. It's like, what, a, what am I working for? Like I, yeah. I'm just, and this is why things like communism and socialism become so popular is because our right. system gets destroyed so much that people just go, this is so unfair and it has to be capitalism, which is not like that. That's not the case at all. Socialists and, and communists are fucking idiots. They don't get it. They don't get central banking. They don't get any of this shit. They just think unfair government make it fair. But that's all it is. There, there's no like deep thought process going on with these people. It's just my life sucks and the government needs to make it better. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I tried to find this clip, but I couldn't. It was some uh, immigrant in a hotel in New York City complaining that she was getting kicked out of the hotel going, you know, I told my son that it was going to be different here, but it's not. It's just like where we came from. And it's like, bitch, you're in New York City in a free hotel room right now. What the fuck are you? You left a socialist hellhole in Venezuela because it's just a disaster. And you came here not wanting to work, not wanting to, to be a productive member, to come here and live rent-free because she thought she was leaving a socialist hellhole for a socialist paradise. Not the fucking case, lady. <laughs> like, this is not how it that's, works, but th- this is a, what they yeah. think. That's a real good, interesting point. Like, it kind of makes me curious with all the waves, you know, of people coming uh, across the southern border into the states. I'd be kind of curious if they're not putting out some, you know either uh, TV or radio propaganda shit, just trying to be like, come here. We'll give you, you know, uh, it's a yeah. free ride. You know, come to the American Uncle Paradise Joe says, I would rush the great. border. I would immediately yeah. rush the border. Everyone, That's what come he on. Used to say. It's <laughs> wild. Like, they, they really think they're coming here for a free ride. And we're not getting, like, there was another one I was listening to. He was like, oh, I, you know, I was a security guard in fucking Ecuador and MS-13 wanted our our ammo and they threatened to kill us if we didn't give it to them. So I ran to Mexico and now I want to go to the United States. It's like, wait a minute. You're not in danger anymore, dude. You're (laughs) thousands of miles away from those three assholes who threatened to kill you. You've got a gun. (laughs) And obviously, like, you can't fucking 
you know, start war with the cartels. But like the thought that like I'm still in danger thousands of miles away from my home in an area that's like poor as shit. Like you, you really think that the cartels are following some fucking shit security guard thousands of miles or, hey, if you see this guy at the border, make sure and fucking kill him. Come on, man. It's so stupid. And But they this is what they think, man. This is the United States, free ride. We're going to go there, and they're just going to take care of us until we get on top. We don't have yeah. a job. Oh, You know, another thing that's going on right now is um, restaurant unions uh, uh, demanded, we need to be paid more, $20 an hour. So now they've got a law in California, $20 an hour for fast food. What's the first thing that fucking happened? Pizza Hut laid off 2,000 delivery workers. And then yep. you've got... You know, I'm listening to some, again, some Mexican lady giving a sob story of an interview working at McDonald's. I've worked here for 10 years and, oh, it's it's terrible. We can't survive and blah, blah, blah. She's doing the interview in Spanish. It's like you can't even bother to learn the language of the menu. And you're demanding <laughs> more. I need more. I, 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 it's like, dude, do something for the money. Learn the language. Maybe you'll make manager. McDonald's is not supposed to be a primary full-time position. The managers, yeah. yes, but a fast food worker, like a, a it's, normal it's supposed drive to be a worker, high school, that is not supposed, yes, it's high school, college, high school, summer. Uh, 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 like uh, maybe the third job for the hot chick, something like that, you know? Uh, then yep. the one thing with, with that chick, I would I would, first thing I would want to know is what city does she live in? Because I, I, I guarantee I, it's I, New York, I, Chicago, San Francisco. Probably. Yeah. And, and I, I empathize with her situation for sure. But then that would be the first question I would ask, where do you live? I'm like, okay, well, if where you live is not sustainable for the effort that you're putting in to make, make money, then that would be my first suggestion is move sure. somewhere else. Get the fuck out of there. But you, but yeah. you know how it is when you're in it, when you're in California and oh, you're living sure. in Southern California and you're in it, never, there's you no never other place leave. in the world to you live. You never want to like, leave. You I, don't even still consider would. that there are other places to live. There's just not. Yeah. It took so much for like the mental <clears throat> barrier to be broke down in my mind that like, you're not leaving California. And then once I finally, it finally broke, it was like, Oh, I get the fuck out of here. This is, this yeah. is out of control. I can come and visit. <clears throat> You know, yeah, for sure, and that's that was the same thing with me. I mean, I've gone back and forth uh, a few times between Montana and Southern California, and and this last time, same thing. Like, uh, it was probably a solid two years of me just kind of in in a, a mental limbo of I I knew yeah. I knew it wasn't sustainable being a single single male, and and same thing, uh, trying to work a full time job. To where the options of, you know, working a, a legal second job yeah. were very minimal for me, but um, but you know, I, I, it just it just slowly deteriorated. Uh, my my uh, mental state deteriorated with it, and I was I was not in a good place until you know, like you said, it finally I finally finally accepted my fate, and I was like, this is not this is not working. I gotta I gotta go. I gotta do something else. All right, so now let's say that this chick pulls it together. She, her job, you know, she gets a she gets a promotion, whatever. I can quit my second and third job. Things are going good. Now I'm making 60, 80K, maybe 100K. I'm living outside of the city in the suburbs. Like I've had this job for 10 years. I've got a decent savings at this point. Now what do I do with my money? Like I, 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 I've got 50,000, $100,000 sitting in my, in my bank account. What do I do now? So let's see. What you do now? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you my investment strategy, okay. and I'm gonna be as honest as I can be, sure. and you assess it based on your expertise and tell me if Let's I'm right or wrong. Okay, so I'll get down to my rec room, big screen TV, with my dab pen and my laptop, and I'll turn on Jim Cramer on CNBC. <laughs> and when he tells me to buy, I buy, and if he sells, says hey, sell, Tucker. sell. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting financially whipsawed. So I, I think I call, is that working for me? No, it's not going to work. So I, I, I kind of buried Kramer in the book. I guess I'm not going on CNBC anytime soon for any interviews. Why would you bury Jim Kramer? I, I mean, this is a guy with an uninterrupted string of correct calls. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> JP Morgan of this generation 
Sam Bankman Freed's FTX. Listen, the best thing, <laughs> the best thing was, was interrupted the string of terrible calls. But oh, listen, he's had a lot of good calls because he's on both sides of the market. He tells you to buy one thing on Monday and sell it on Wednesday and back and vice versa. This guy literally is telling you, you they actually did a study on this when they put up his recommendations of what he said the on, inverse on Monday Kramer and then Friday. The exact opposite. Like one day he's saying the market's going up, next day it's going down, buy this, go from this sector to that sector. That's a historically, mathematically, scientifically proven to be the worst possible way to invest your money. They've gone back a hundred years, the scientific, the academic studies, and the analysts can't pick the right stocks. The hedge fund managers and the mutual fund managers can't beat the S&P 500, which is the overall broader yeah, market. And there's a reason for that because all the information is out there. So unless you have inside information, which is illegal, right? And certainly the average person is not going to have that or some other way to beat the market, whether it's you know high frequency trade with computers that are lightning fast. So some of the big firms, they'll time the market like a, a millionth of a second better than an average investor. They get an edge. But for everyone else, you can't beat the market. Hey, and hey, this is we laugh right now, but this is very fucking serious. Like Jim Cramer yeah. is I think he's one of the worst villains in in our society today. He destroyed my family's fortune, essentially. My grandfather did that. He drove truck. I used to respect him for this. He drove truck his entire career, 30, 40 years. And he listened to talk radio the whole time. He doesn't like radio. He doesn't like music, which is fucking weird, but whatever. I've heard Trump <laughs> doesn't like music, too. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he listened to Kramer. He got, I'm, I'm putting all my money on Kramer. And he would sit up in his chair all day with the ticker tape on watching Kramer and he bought his computer and he's doing his fucking thing and things are going great. He's making money. At one point he's like, here, check this out. I'm, and he's showing me all the money he's making. Like, Jesus Christ, man, you're fucking cleaning it up. And then 9-11 happened and he lost a million dollars in one fucking day. Sold four oh, acres. I was supposed to, you remember when we had that big four acre lot behind the house? I was supposed to have, a. that was one of those lots was mine. I should have had a, a nice house built in that lot, but he had to sell it because of fucking Kramer. And get this, he got back in and listened to Kramer again, lost his ass again in 08. By the time I was 30 and I had some money working in San Francisco, I had like 20, 30 grand. I go to him and I say, hey, what do I do? And he goes, honestly, I don't fucking know. Because I've been picking losers <laughs> for so long at this point that I, I'm not, I, I will not give you any advice. Go to a professional. And now we hear from, this is the Wolf of Wall Street. The professionals can't even call it. Yeah. They look at all well, these it, hedge it, funds and go, they can't even beat the S&P 500. So isn't you're that fucked. the way it's supposed to be though? Like yes. the, like it's called playing the market, right? There shouldn't be yes. like a clear cut, um, you know, recipe or, or, um, Fucking there bad. can't be. And this is why. So what you're talking about right now is macroeconomics. So that's our, our big economic picture. What's going on with these massive groups of people, people buying, uh, uh, you know, buying and selling oil and gas, like big commodities, all these things, macroeconomics and libertarian and, and anarcho-capitalism and Austrian economics. We say that there is no macroeconomics. There's no such thing. You cannot model a massive group of people. There's only individuals and human action. And individual human action together, 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 then you get this big economic system. But there's no way to model this thing. There's no fucking, yeah. you, you know, you, how many guys have I had on here talking about artificial intelligence? I ask them all the same thing. It, when's this thing going to be able to, to call a, a, you know, a, a March Madness bracket? And they all tell me never. <laughs> if it's never going to be able to do that for basketball, how the fuck is it going to be able to do it for 7 billion people? Yeah. <laughs> it can't. And Jim Cramer's job is for you to gamble. We've already seen how our, your savings is fucked. The dollar is inflating. At right now, they go, inflation's coming down. Inflation's not coming down. It's just not going up as fast as it was last year. We're mm -hmm. never coming back down to a certain point. Artificially low interest rates, like Trump's got, we're at, we're at Christmas. This is a great segue into our next video. Christmas, my little brother drives me nuts sometimes. He's 11 years old. He doesn't know anything. He's an idiot. He's not even really a smart kid. Like, he's just kind of an idiot. And uh, at one point he goes, I can't wait for Trump to get back into office so he can fix all this stuff. 
And I just laughed and I go, what are you talking about? Fix what? And he goes, you know, all this stuff. He goes, all this stuff? Like, what stuff? Are we talking about the economy? Yeah. Are you talking about gas prices? Like, what are you talking about? Because we were talking about inflation. I go, do you even know what inflation means? And I, and I explained, like, if we only had this much money in the whole world, you know, if, if our town only had this much money and then some rich guy came in and gave somebody, their family and friends, a million dollars each, what would happen to you? You would get fucked. All your money would be worthless at that point. So he, you know, kind of gets it. But it's like, first off, Trump doesn't know what to do. He's never written a book. Like, he, he does not know what to do even if he gets in there. It's like a dog catching the tail like or or a, or or a you know a dog chasing the tire what's it, has no idea what it's going to do with it when he catches it it just yeah. go after the tire so trump will get in there and he'll drop interest rates right away he's already said it we got to drop interest rates is that a control and what and and now we're going to go into our next video this is tom woods and michael malice on interest rates but actually depressions are not a natural feature of capitalism they're also talking about our boom-bust cycles. So I'm sure you've heard of boom-bust cycles. You've got your booms and you've got your busts. And, it's, you know, there's not really anything we can do about it. It's just this is how it goes. It's capitalism. Yeah. This or that sector may go up and down. But system-wide collapses are foreign to capitalism without government intervention. Think of it this way. Imagine a master builder who has a blueprint to build a house but he doesn't have enough resources to build the house that the blueprint calls for. So the longer he persists in working on it, the more resources and labor hours he wastes because the project will eventually have to be abandoned for lack of materials. The sooner he spots his error, the better. This is what happens with the economy as a whole when the Federal Reserve pushes interest rates down artificially. It gives entrepreneurs the idea that there are more resources available than there really are. The economy becomes too ambitious, embarking on long-term projects for which the necessary resources do not exist. We obviously don't want fiscal or monetary stimulus at a time like that, because that just encourages entrepreneurs to continue along this unsustainable path, rather than making them realize they need to abandon it and shift resources into more appropriate channels. Wait a minute, so you're saying it's like taking an energy drink and you're running around on that artificial high, but if you try to nourish yourself entirely on energy drinks with nothing else, you're going to crash and you're going to collapse. So under Trump, we're going to get four years of energy drinks. That's what it's going to be. Four years of energy drinks. It's going to look like, and that's, you, you can hear Tim Pool say this all the time. Under Trump, we had the best economy of our lifetimes. It's like, well, what happened? Yeah. It went to shit. It's because it was all fake. We were high on meth for two years. And then the meth came, came down. And what did he do? He just bought more and more and more. I bought more meth than any president in history. That's what he did. He printed more money than any president in history, and then he bragged about it. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in. The Democrats didn't do any better. Once Joe got in, he you know, upped it even more. So I'm not defending the Democrats yeah, here. Yeah. All I'm really trying to say is that this is not something that Trump can fix in four years. It's not something anyone can fix in four years unless you were just dynamite the Fed. But I'd like to elaborate on this example a little more, maybe to kind of like get it into your head a little. You build bikes. So let's say that you meet some rich guy. He goes, man, I, I, love, I like the, your style. I like what you do with bikes. I'd like you to build me a bike. And you go, look, man, I've got a full-time job. So it's going to take me like anywhere from two to five years to build you the bike from scratch. I got to buy all the tube steel. I got to weld everything. I got to, you know buy other parts. I got to paint it, all this stuff, you know, and it's going to take me a long time. How could you possibly quote him a price for something like that right now? Yeah. You can't because in five years, you have no idea what that steel is going to cost. You go, Oh, look, I've got to redo this spot and I got to buy another. Whoa. It's three X what I paid for it. When I quoted the price. Now you got to go to the guy and go, Hey, look, man, he can go, Hey man, deal's a deal. You told me you build me the bike. I want you to build me the bike. What do you do? You know, this is, this is fucked. Yeah. So again, like the people who, who save and think they're doing the right thing. And I'm going to listen to Kramer. He's on CNBC. They're just gambling on, on low interest rates. They force you to gamble into the market there. What else can you possibly do except watch your savings account 
become more and more worthless. <laughs> so this is why Bitcoin's so important. Like our money is never going to stop inflating. They're just going to print, print QE till infinity. Just print till infinity. That's why Bitcoin's going to infinity. Not not so much because <laughs> it's going to be worth infinity, but because as pegged to the dollar. Bitcoin, there's only ever going to be 21 million of them. Every four years, the amount that are mined each day gets cut in half. So it's constantly deflating where our dollars are inflating. So as time goes, you know, barring any horrible, terrible disasters and authoritarianism, like there's still things that they could do to try and fuck with it. But I don't think they're going to. I think they're so greedy that they're looking at it as a way to make massive amounts of money and not as a system parallel to theirs that could mean real trouble for them. Yeah. So I've got some, what do we got? 35 minutes right now. Nice. So let's, uh, I was telling you before the podcast, man, like let's look into where they're going next. And, and these people, they hang themselves with their own words. We're almost unnecessary. Like all I have to do is sit here and press play a couple more times and just let you listen to them in their own words and see where we're going in the future. So uh, here's some, shut up. I'll take my pill when the podcast is over. <laughs> Fucking calendar. All right. Here's some young European woman telling you that she's going to enslave you. Product is a service waiting to happen. If you think about it, I mean, your cell phone, why, why do you want to own your cell phone? Does, how, how many of you own your cell phones? How many knows if the company owns it? I do. It's actually not a lot. I mean, you want the, you want the function, you want the service, right? Why do you want to own a cell phone if you can just lease it? And if you lease, why, why shouldn't you lease your refrigerator or your washing machine or your dishwasher? Or why do you want to own it? I mean, it's not like the plastic in the middle is like, you, I own a, a broke dishwasher. I mean, wow. No, why don't you want to go into a business model where the company owns it? You know what happens when the company owns it? They take Actually, it away. they can bring down the prices because they don't yeah. have to buy new metal and new plastic. They design a much better product. It lasts a lot longer if they have to pick it up when it breaks. They might uh -huh. even send somebody to fix it. <laughs> might. They might and, even uh, send somebody to fix it. And in the end, um, they will do a better product and you will get a lower price. Oh, it's much sure. cheaper to lease a washing machine if you get, in, if you get the business model right because you don't have to own all of this. Yes. So this if change from product to service yeah. is pushing a lot of this. Uh, of the circular economy because the second the business owns the products they start designing them in, in a way where everything can be taken out and reused and then you get the incentives rights every spoken like an every, academic who's never had a real job it's just easier they can make yeah. a better product oh yeah i'll tell you how this ends up this summer i had a problem with my air conditioner i just had a new hvac system put in two years ago so it's 105 degrees outside and at, at like at one point during the day, I'm like, damn, it's fucking hot in here. I go look at my thermostat. It's like 82 degrees inside. What the hell is going on? So I go out and I check out and my, my AC unit's just iced over. Shit. So I turn it off and let it thaw out, turn it back on, fucking does it again. I'm like, God damn it. What's going on here? So I call the company that put in the new one and they go, oh, that's terrible. You know, unfortunately we're busy <laughs> and, uh, we're just going to, we'll get to you on Monday. This was a Thursday. It's 105 degrees outside. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have elderly and injured people living in this house. And if that, you know, if the AC is not off, they could die. Oh, wow. I, you know, I totally understand. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it. But what I'm going to do is forward your number to my manager and they'll get back to you right away. And as I'm sure you can guess, they called me right away. As yeah. in fucking never. I had to call another company to come out and they were out within a half an hour. And they tell, I go, well, what the hell's up with this company? Did they just have a problem? And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, they bought your, you, they know that you bought the system from them two years ago. They know there's nothing seriously wrong with your system. So they're just going to put you on the back burner. They want to go somewhere where they can put a brand new system in somewhere. And make money. That's what you're going to get. Oh, yep. your stove's out and it's the middle of winter and you need to cook. Oh, you know, <laughs> our electric vehicles don't really charge that well right now. So we're going to have to get back to you. Yeah. We, I'm sorry. No, I, my, 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 uh, 
My field service technician has uh, yeah. reached his quota for mileage for the day. So it's uh, it's so unfortunate. But but take solace in knowing that you're saving the planet by not eating. <laughs> and if you die, you die. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that's what's scary about like what that that last video. It you know, if you don't have any clue or any kind of ability uh, of independent critical uh, thought, totally skimming the surface of what she said. Sure, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, but see, oh, this cheaper, is like the underpants cheaper. gnomes. This is like the underpants gnomes. It's like step one. Rent everything from the company. Step two. Step three. Happy. But step two is actually, we can't figure this out, so we're going to nationalize everything and just go to a socialist system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's hear, let's, let's go to our Fuhrer, Bill Gates. Are we really going to make it from a fossil-based uh, uh, fuel society into a renewable society? Where do you see the new real breakthroughs? Well, the rich countries uh, have to play a central role, both funding R&D and uh, having policies, in some cases uh, carbon taxes will oh. be used, uh, to drive the demand uh, for these clean products. And one. only by doing that in an aggressive way will the economic costs uh, be brought down enough that we can turn to all the middle-income countries uh, and say, okay, you know, change your whole cement uh, industry, change your whole steel <laughs> industry, uh, and yet, you know, it's not holding you back uh, from, uh, you know, your... Uh, economic growth. Uh, the number of companies working on these things is very exciting. Um, and some of them will fail. A lot of them will fail. Oh, look at his uh, face. But, Ooh, you know, we only need uh, a, a reasonable number, like a few mine. dozen of them, uh, to make it through. And that's what we have to accelerate. Human ingenuity is great. Uh, we create the right incentive system. You know, incentive get the, system. Uh, private sector mm -hmm. companies uh, engaged like in this a in a deep way. Uh, that's, you know, that's what the solution looks like. Uh, one of the hardest things mankind has ever done, but but worth doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so worth it, Bill. Dude, he, do you see, did you see how giddy he got when he was talking about those companies failing or about when he was talking about third world countries converting their industrial capacities? Like, oh, yeah, they'll, they, you know, we're going we're gonna to tell them they have to change it. Oh, they're never going to be able to do it. Oh, my God. We're going to kill yep. all these little Africans. Ooh, he's sick. He's so sick. And you might say, wait a minute, Bill. Aren't you a hypocrite? You fly around in a jet, but no. That if you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world on a private jet, you're a hypocrite. Well, I, I by the gold standard of funding Climeworks to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. And I spend billions of dollars on, oh, yeah. on climate innovation. So, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable <laughs> with the idea that not only am I not part of the problem by paying oh. for the offsets, but offsets. also through the billions <laughs> that my Breakthrough Energy Group is spending, that I'm part of the solution. Yeah, he's part of the solution. He's not part of the problem. Don't look at my massive carbon footprint. Hey, yeah, couldn't you just fly regular? You know, like business class maybe? Well, yeah. you know, oh, oh, I, I like to get there faster so I can learn more about farming. It's like, dude, you aren't going to learn <laughs> shit. You're going there to peddle your fucking garbage. You're learning uh -huh. anything. Yeah, right. Like he's going to go out and learn something from a farmer that he wants to hang by his feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they say carbon credits, oh, it's a carbon credit. The whole thing with carbon credit, when they say net zero, they don't actually mean that you're not going to produce fossil fuels. They just mean that we're going to pay for offsets. And mm -hmm. for that to happen, somebody always has to be poor. Like there, you can't raise up these lower income countries. And because 
this whole area of, of, you know, forest that you're claiming is a carbon sink is now going to be industrialized. So what are we going to do? We can't buy our credit carbons if the, the, if this forest is industrialized. So, you know, let's just keep these people poor. Nothing wrong with that. We need less people on the planet anyways. Carbon credits. What a sicko. Let's see what else we got. Mm, I like this guy. Here we go. Here's some fat fuck from the International Bank of Settlements. Established equivalence with cash. Uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that mm, central bank CBDC. will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. Oh, to what cash is. Man, what a sick fuck. I like how they, you know, like Alex Jones is always the, the best at pointing this out. They put like the most non-threatening person they possibly can up in front of you. you go, oh, look at this stupid little dough boy. I, I don't need to be scared of this <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah, you do. These people yeah. are evil. These are the Nazis. Like they just dress them up in pink sweaters now. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Here's our favorite now is and uh, digital technologies mainly have an analytical power now we go into a predictive power and we have seen the first examples and your company very much involved into it but since the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict and afterwards you can say that? why do we need elections because we know what the result will be yeah there's nothing wrong <laughs> we know hillary's gonna win trump has no chance <laughs> madam president crowner like what is this stupid <laughs> election thing this is why i like i love michael malice's quote like if elections were fair they wouldn't let us have them <laughs> like, you know what i mean yeah. like there's yeah. just no yeah. way that these things are fair <laughs> It's, we're going to just predict it. What could go wrong with that? These people are so fucking sick. They're just so sick. I mean, I do worry that they, like, they haven't made a move yet. So, like, Bitcoin is, it, it's so threatening to them. And it's strange to me that they haven't, like, made their move. And there's not much they can do. And maybe they've game theoried it out, but I don't think they're that smart. You know? Yeah. It it seems... I always... And then then my mind goes to like, uh, okay, well, did they create the system intentionally to to create... Because you have to give the masses a carrot. You You know, you have to give the people some sort of hope to some degree, right? Like uh, until I guess like there's the end game where it's just everybody's well, a slave. So there so I I've thought about this theory before too. So for that to happen, you would need some sort of like okay, so let, let's say that's totally possible that the NSA created Bitcoin, sure. And but what's the end game on that, right? So what are we doing? Yeah. We're just tossing them a bone, but if that were the case, it would be a bone that they could take back. And there would have to be some sort of centralization for that, like the central bank. You have a central bank digital currency. You've got one person pulling the levers. They can kind of decide what's going on. But Bitcoin is completely decentralized and distributed. So if there's one node running on one computer somewhere, the, the network is still there. The encryption yeah. is so good that they're not even sure that, that quantum computers are going to be able to crack this shit. And like – if quantum computers can crack them, the the back end, like they're they're gonna find quantum encryption that's gonna be stronger than the quantum decryption. 
So there's there's not many things that they could do. So like in that situation, it would be, okay, let's get all these people, these stupid gullible sheep to put all their money into this thing and we'll promise that it's the answer and then we'll just yank it away from them at the last minute. But you would have to have some sort of centralization for that and that just doesn't exist. What other questions do you have? Let's, let's <laughs> some questions. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just, uh, it's just that I guess the ever growing, uh, skepticism and doubt that anything is actually as real as it is, you know, and as much, as much as, uh, I mean, I guess Bitcoin is probably the, the first thing in a long time that seems to, uh, be like, uh, I mean, by all means it, it, when hatch. I start when when I start buying some Bitcoin, finally, uh, it will be the first thing that I've ever actually like in, tried to invest or actually invested money in, other than yeah. you know just uh, uh, actual like uh, fucking goods or whatever. Of you know, like I, I I buy a Toyota. I've never bought a Toyota and lost money when I resold it. Yeah, whether it was four sure. or five, six years later, you know what I'm saying. So besides stuff yeah. like that. This will be the first time that I've ever, you know, made made moves to try to actually, uh, like, make make my money, sure. uh, yeah, work for me a little bit. It's yeah. really intimidating, uh, but it is like I was saying, Bitcoin sounds like it to me has you know, uh, growing up, you know, you hear about the stock markets and stuff like that. You hear about this and that, ups and downs and whatever, but um, you know. And that makes me even more suspicious because I'm like, yeah, you know, it's maybe hard because may- you viewed you viewed these things, these dollars that are so precious that they're they're your access to life. Like without these these precious things, I can't live. And people tend to look at it as like I'm giving away, I'm forfeiting something precious for something abstract. That. Yeah. You know, like maybe this is going to work, maybe not. Like in the beginning, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. So it's like I'm still viewing it as something like I'm buying poker chips, essentially. Like I'm going to go in and give these precious dollars for these poker chips that, you know, I'm kind of just agreeing to part with at this point. But that's not it. And another big thing, like. And don't get enamored with these other stupid state, you know, stupid fucking shit coins where, oh, well, you know, I've heard this one. Bitcoin's so expensive where I can get like an Ethereum for twelve hundred bucks. It costs forty five thousand for a Bitcoin, but it's not a dollar to dollar switch here. You're not like trading one for one. Like you have to get your mind to think about money in a different way. And it's tough at first. And I'm not promising you. That you're gonna jump in right now and your money's just gonna go up. Like it could go down. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not months. under. Like, I'm not under. This is a long term investment. When yeah. I when I first got in, I didn't know what I was doing. I saw a guy on Alex Jones and I was like, I've been hearing about this thing. This guy sounded like he made a lot of sense. I'm gonna go buy some of this shit. I've got some some cash in my savings account and I bought in. I think uh, Bitcoin was at like fifteen thousand or twelve thousand or something like that. And this was, you know, back to in the last cycle and, uh, right away it, it dropped to like 10 or something. I was like, Oh my God. And I watched my money just fall in half. And I was just like, you know, fuck this. I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I sold it and I got back out and then, I, but I didn't like just throw it to the side. I, I, yeah. I was still interested in it and I bought the Bitcoin standard and I read the book and I started listening to some more interviews, with Michael Saylor and Michael Saylor made a great like digital energy argument where like we've got a lot of cheap natural gas plant, like natural gas in, in Idaho is cheap. We have some of the cheap natural, cheapest natural gas in the country right now. Like we're the, the Valley that I live in is growing like crazy and we're always going to need more energy. It's just going to keep growing and we're going to keep needing more and more energy. We could right now, there's nothing stopping us from building gas plants between here and Ontario, just building three or four of them and say that we've got capacity for 300x what we're what we're using right now. You mine Bitcoin with that and then you hold Bitcoin in your, your state, 
your, you know, your actual state government can hold the fucking Bitcoin if, it, if they're doing it or companies can be doing it. You know, your company can come in however you figure it out. But, you know, if you were a, a responsible state, you could be doing this. We're like, all right, we're going to mine and hold Bitcoin for 20 years in Idaho. And as our capacity for energy increases and as our population increases, we can pull these mining operations offline and use the energy. And then we'll just build another plant and build another plant and build another plant. The only thing stopping that from happening right now is the EPA and climate change agendas. Mm -hmm. And now like imagine, so, okay. Um, where is it? Iceland. Iceland has a ton of geothermal energy out in the middle of fucking nowhere with nobody to use it. So you're just burning free energy all the time. So what do they do? They go out and they build aluminum plants out there because aluminum, you have to smelt it at such high temperatures that they need that excess energy. So they go and they ship that aluminum out to other places around the world. And now you are exporting your energy into a physical commodity. You yeah. can do that with Bitcoin. You can go anywhere where there's energy and mine that energy and transfer it anywhere in the world immediately. And that's an interesting thing. That's not something yeah. you can do with dollars, you know? Yeah. And again, this is deflating. So as, as you're going through time, the amount of energy that it takes to mine that single Bitcoin is greater and greater and greater. So it's an interesting system. I, yeah, it I, is. I'm constantly trying to, to poke holes in it. And I call up TJ and go, all right, how about this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so and, then, and uh, one of yeah. my only... One of my only like situations that I, I really am afraid of is, is cyber warfare or like solar flare activity, something like that, where the entire internet goes down. But in a situation like that, all your nothing's going to matter fucked. anyway. Nothing's yeah. going to matter. Like they could restart everything <laughs> and start over with yeah. a CBDC and there, there would just be nothing you could do about it. You know, they yeah. could say, Hey, look, you, we think you had this much money. You say you had this much. Why don't we settle in the middle with the CBDC? You know, yeah. you said you had a hundred grand. We say you had 50. We'll give you 75 at the CBDC. We'll give you 75 cash or we'll give you the hundred for the CBDC. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They could do shit like so, that. And they can also do things where they can say, okay, like you have your wallet and you have to connect to that wallet onto the internet and connect to an exchange if you want to sell that Bitcoin. They can, uh, you know, outlaw exchanges in this country to say, well, you know, you cannot log on to an exchange from this country. And sure, you've got a VPN. You can use a VPN and do it that way. Maybe they outlaw VPNs. I, I don't know if you can actually do that, but let's say they do. Now you can't log into your Bitcoin wallet. You can't get onto an exchange. All you got to do is drive to Mexico. It's, yeah. you know, again, it's not like the end all be all. And I, I don't think there's much that they're actually going to be able to do about it. So I'm interested. I, I, I'm happy that you're, that you're taking the plunge because it, it's tough, especially like a year from now when we're talking about this again, you're going to you know, you're going to be sucking my dick and, and thanking me. But <laughs> aside from that, you're going to go, you know, like it's, it sucks to spend the $200 to save money. You know, you don't have well, to spend $200 yeah. to save money on something else, you know, it, but it really, this is protection. Yeah. This is actual physical protection that you're, you're, you're in charge of your own money. You're in charge of your own bank. There is no fat fuck from the international settlement bank. Who's going to come in and slash your account for any reason at all. So with that, take some responsibility and anything worth doing costs money for sure. And I, I, you know, I've known that, uh, and, and it, you know, like the, the 200 bucks or whatever it's going to be to, to get rolling to where I it's can gonna actually be start laughable. investing is it, it's not, it's not that much, you know, I spend, you know, being a, a fucking mechanic and, and, the amount of money that I've spent on the fucking snap on fucking truck is, yeah. is retarded, you know, but for sure that is and what it you've is. You've never but... been able to actually save money before. So yeah, this will, this change your, your brain, it will go through some rewiring in the next year because you, you think about things in a different way. So have you ever heard of opportunity cost? I've heard of that. I don't. So I don't opportunity cost it. is the cost of the next best thing. So let's say that you're you're buying a dirt bike right now and the dirt bike costs $5,000. Your opportunity cost is the cost of the next best thing you would purchase. So let's say you want that dirt bike 
or, you know, let's say you want that tool from Snap-on, but you really want that dirt bike. So your opportunity cost is that cost of the next best thing. So now anytime you spend money on that truck, you're going to look at it and go, this could be going into Bitcoin. For sure. And I, I do that all the time anyway. And I, I, I really it, try it's, to. It's not the same. I promise you it's not the same yeah. because you're not watching your money increase. You're watching your yeah. money stay no. stagnant and, and, and decrease in value. Once you see it start to increase in value, then you start going, oh boy, like that, that, uh, you know, <laughs> that beer was pretty good, but maybe we'll try the Keystone instead of the Coors Light this week. You know, and, <laughs> oh, and, and it changes because you, you just haven't fucking experienced like savings before. None of us have. For sure. Our yeah. savings are on like declining from day one that you open your account. It, it's just, it's criminal. They steal your yeah. money from taxes. Taxation is theft. And then they devalue your money through inflation. Yeah, that like that whole system never really jived with me, and uh, and you know even a couple of years ago when um, you you were trying to convince me into getting into some Bitcoin and stuff, I feel like you know it's never not been in my mind, but it, it just uh, you know getting a little bit older and starting to think about you know fucking future, and then I mean, what am I gonna do I next? I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know you know, retirement. What the fuck is that? I, I'm going to probably be working till I, till I kick the bucket. You know what I mean? But yeah, at least maybe, maybe. And, uh, and a big thing is, I mean, depending on you, how with, much your dollar cost averaging in and don't try and time the markets. Don't go, I'm going to wait for the next, you know, down. Like you just, yeah, every paycheck yeah, you I've, put in as much as you can. And that's your retirement. For sure. Yeah. That's and your and retirement, a big, uh, you know, a big thing, a big thing with, uh, you know, uh, being in, in, a lot more contact with you the last couple of years and stuff. And, and, and at least, you know, you being a, such a long-term, you know, friend and tr me trusting you more, a lot more than just what I think or yeah. what yeah, I hear. That's what I was telling or read my buddy on TJ I was like, or whatever. Yeah, my buddy TJ goes, does he get it? And I go, I don't think he gets it, but he trusts me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You go, Whatever, as like that's good enough. As long as that gets his foot through the door, I'll, I'll send yeah, you a copy I, of the. I'll send you a copy of the Bitcoin Standard on YouTube, and you can listen to a chapter from time right. to time. It's it's very interesting, and it, it it'll be fun to watch you you kind of get it, you know, because at some point you're gonna get interested in it. Okay, or why is this thing? And and like I was telling you before, like you can't just buy and hold Bitcoin. That's not good enough. You have to evangelize and you have to hammer your friends and family constantly over the head because once you see it, you can't, un you know, those memes, like once yeah. you see it, you can't unsee it. Like I'm watching my family and friends get poorer by the day and it just yeah. kills me. So it's like, just, just listen, just buy it and fucking suck my dick later. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing, I'm doing well. Like I, I, I got in last cycle. And then I got in again early in this cycle. And, uh, I, you know, I think when I first got my settlement from workers comp, Bitcoin was like maybe 10% of my portfolio. And now it's like 40. So that's not a bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I actually sent my, my money manager an email today going, Hey man, I think I want to yank some money out and put more into Bitcoin. <laughs> Come on to buy another <laughs> third of a coin or so. Cause just cause <laughs> like, I'm looking at the price going, man, like, you never know when you're seeing the last like low price point forever. <laughs> yeah. We're at the point now where like, I'm glad I was able to get you in in this site. I wish I could have got you in a year earlier, but that's beside the point. Like Still to this day, like if you buy Bitcoin next week, you're in before the big institutions. Like you're yeah. in before BlackRock, you're in before all these big institutions. So that's always, you know, when you're looking back 10, 20 years from now, you're going to be telling your kids, I, I knew about this before any of these big institutions did. And that's why, that's why we're not poor. <laughs> I, I got buddy, my buddy, TJ, he's a contractor. He's going to be a multimillionaire by the time he's 50, 
just because he's been putting all of his fucking money into Bitcoin for the past like year. When he started working on the room in my house, I think he had like less than a Bitcoin. Like he had like a third. And I'm not going to tell you how much he's got because he's doing pretty well. <laughs> and for somebody who's just a, a, a solo contractor doing handyman shit to like know that you're going to have the financial security for your children. And like, he's already got his kids set up with Bitcoin wallets. His kids are fucking Damn. dollar cost average, you know, and, and what a great thing for a kid to, to know about economics as like, I, I just had that guy on to talk about Austrian economics for middle schoolers and he's teaching middle schoolers this shit. So it's not like you can't understand it. Well, I, I was, I, I, I related it to like when I was a bartender, I always hated in San Francisco, we were always shorthanded. Like we always needed more bartenders always. And it was hiring off the street. And I was always just begging my boss, just give me the waitress, give me that waitress and that waitress. And I'm going to, there'll be knockout bartenders within two weeks. I promise. But I always had to deal with these shitty bartenders who have got 10 years of drinking problems and bad habits that I have to fix. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is with economics. We are all brainwashed with economics. Just save your money. And you'll retire and you can buy a house. Like all of that shit is just bullshit. It's meant to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. And that's the game. And they're not going to stop. It's just going to get worse with the CBDC. I mean, I we're not going to go through and watch the rest of these videos, but there was one in here where, where the, the chick was like, oh, we can, we can make it temporary, like expire at the end of the month. So it'd be like food stamps here. We'll give you 200 bucks. But you got to spend it this month. Otherwise, it's just going to disappear. <laughs> and that's the that's the real model that they would love to go to. In my yeah. sci-fi book, that's the model of, of banking. It's a CBDC where you get a certain amount of money based on your job. There's endless bureaucrats. Everyone's a bureaucrat for something. There's bureaucrats for bureaucrats for bureaucrats. And you get this much per month, and then it disappears at the end of the month. So everybody is out partying every night because when you're out partying every night, you're not doing what me and you are doing right now, talking yeah. about things that we shouldn't be. You're If you're just into football and getting your dick sucked, yes, like that's life. <laughs> that's exactly what we America. want from you. Go bet on football, put some money into the stock market and lose it every 10 years. Like that. that's America for us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. I think we made some progress tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, nope. Uh, nope. I got one more video and I didn't send oh, you this one because oh. I wanted to I wanted to spring it on you. <laughs> Here in oh, Dubai. Shit. Here's Bill Gates being honest. I flew in on my private jet. Uh, very, very important meeting. Uh, the issue of you peasants eating bugs uh, will be discussed at length. Uh, that's never gotten the attention it deserves. Um, the issue of COVID-19 not killing off enough poor people and my vaccines not weeding out the rest of you bastards, which is a tragedy, of course. We'll talk about using killer robots next. Um, Chat absolutely solved that problem. Yeah, I'm here. Why not? <laughs> Good night. <laughs>